Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, September 20th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. So what the heck happened to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football? A meltdown we haven't seen in the Patrick Mahomes era cost the Chiefs in a 36-35 loss. So many issues for the Chiefs in this one. Two turnovers in the second half that were huge, a rushing defense that seemed non-existent, and in the credit where it's due department, Lamar Jackson was sensational. Still, the Chiefs led by 11 early in the fourth quarter and couldn't put it away. This all offset an otherwise terrific performance by Patrick Mahomes with three touchdown passes and safety Tyron Matthew with a pick six among his two interceptions in his first appearance this season. We talked all about it on Sportsbeat Live after the game and now are sharing as a Sportsbeat KC podcast with Sam Bellinger, Herbie Teope, and Vahe Gregorian. Let's get started. Hello. Uh, I should say good morning and welcome to Sportsbeat Live, the Kansas City Stars postgame show. Uh, we just finished watching the, the Chiefs fall to the Baltimore Ravens 36-35 to in a wild, wild game. And we're going to talk about that, what went uh, right for the Chiefs for most of three quarters, and then what, what went terribly wrong in the fourth quarter. So... We really need your help tonight. Send us your questions and comments. If you want to vent a little bit on, um, on, on this loss, you let us know what you think. We'll, uh, we'll get to as many questions and comments as we possibly can. We're going to have Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and Herbie Teope at some point in the show. You're also going to hear from a Chiefs player or two from the post game. And got to tell you, they, um, uh, they, they, they didn't. We're not allowed inside the locker room uh, like we used to. It certainly would have been a subdued locker room if we had. But I, just listening to Mahomes and um, and Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark after the game, even Andy Reid, none of them uh, were. were uh, you know, I should say all of them crushed and disappointed, and maybe a little perturbed about the way this uh, this game unfolded. And just to review. Uh, the Chiefs had a 35-24 lead when they got the ball back. Remember the, the, the Holmes to Kelsey touchdown pass, which was an incredible play. Kelsey, uh, what did he have? Something like 30 yards of uh, – uh, went 46 yards. He caught it about two yards past the line of scrimmage and ended up you know, going into the end zone. Great blocking, great individual effort. That put the Chiefs up 35-24. to and, um, and and then the defense came out and had a terrific uh, series. Uh, Dan Sorensen with the sack of, of Lamar Jackson. So the Chiefs are getting the ball back. Ravens punt. Chiefs get the ball back at, at midfield with a chance to put away the game. They're up 35-24. They have the ball at midfield. But on the first play, Clyde Edwards-Alaire loses five yards. And the uh, Chiefs end up facing a third and long. Patrick Mahomes then makes an ill-advised pass attempt that is intercepted. And being here in the stadium, you could just feel the, 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 the wave of, of uh, the momentum shift for, for, for Baltimore at that time. The stadium got into the game after being pretty subdued for a while. And, uh, and from then, the, the Ravens rolled. Listen, we know what happened at the end with the Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumble. 
Uh, first time uh, for a fumble for him in a Chiefs uniform came at the worst possible time. Chiefs are driving, getting into field goal range, and of course the Patrick Mahomes interception, the first of for him in December uh, in, in a game. He had thrown 38 touchdown passes without throwing an interception. So um, that is um, kind of a, a couple of amazing firsts that uh, uh, that led to that led to this defeat. Okay, Melly is here. Sam, good to see you. And uh, and I just good to see you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so there I, he is. Yeah. All right, I Sam. All right, I just broke it down, uh, and I'll probably move a little bit too, just to create a little separation. While I'm doing that, let's get your narrative on the game. What'd you write about, and uh, how did this thing unfold? Yeah, man. Um, so I, I wrote about the end um, and just all the mistakes that the Chiefs made. Um, it's funny. I think that Tyron Matthew said after the game, he said, this is a game. I feel like this is a game that we should have won. And he's right. And I think that the Chiefs are going to win and they have won and will continue to win more than their fair share of, you know, 50-50 games. Um, just because they have these built-in advantages with the quarterback, especially in some of the other talent that they have. Um and, and I think that they can get to the playoffs playing like this, being sloppy. Um, and I think they even have a chance at the Super Bowl. But to win the games that they really want to win, they got to clean it up. You know, um, that was, and Mahomes basically said it, the worst interception of his career. It, it was a terrible idea, executed poorly, um, at a really terrible time in the game to make that kind of mistake. Uh, people are going to remember the fumble, obviously at the end, and um, you know that did ruin a chance for it, what I assume would have been a game-winning field goal. That was the Chiefs' plan. They said as much after the game, but they were also just. Um, this is two weeks in a row that they've really gotten bossed at the line of scrimmage, um, especially on the defense. They they seem to uh, fix some of that in the second half against the Browns, um, but this t- today this was just four quarters. Um, of just getting whooped there. So they, they got to figure that out. They missed just a dizzying number of tackles. I, I don't know what the, the numbers will end up saying, but um, that was pretty terrible too. Um, it was just, you know, God, they're, they're they're good enough to almost beat the Ravens on the road without playing well, but uh, they, they, need to, they need to do better than this to get where they want to go for sure. So uh, uh, the um... – uh, Ravens end up with 251 rushing yards, I think over six yards per carry. Um, but, but let's keep in mind a couple things. You know, the, the Ravens were playing with a kind of a makeshift offensive line. They had some bad news. Ronnie Stanley didn't get, you know, didn't play tonight. They had to move some people around. They had a ton of penalties uh, on the offensive line. There were there was a chance for the Chiefs to take advantage of places where the the, the Ravens were, were down a little bit and. Um, and ultimately, it could not happen. So we have a, a ton of comments and questions here. Let's start getting to them here. Um, uh, see what uh, see what everybody had to say about this thing. Um, maybe this is where we bring in Jim Moore to say twenty and O. Said anything about twenty? <laughs> yeah, that a twenty and O ship has sailed uh, for sure. Uh, so Chris Jackson says football's a team game, team sport uh, that, that Clyde Edwards-Alaire managed to single-handedly lose. Listen, that was a terrible fumble. Like I said, the first for him in a Chiefs uniform, first of his career, just you know, sloppy ball handling, right? 
Andy, I didn't see this. Andy Reid said that um, he he didn't he didn't think he took the handoff cleanly that the ball was loose. Did you see that? I wondered about that. It, it definitely got knocked loose uh, by the Ravens defender, but I don't know if it got knocked loose because he didn't have the you know that the ball kind of turned in his arm that he didn't have a clean exchange. I mean, I think that um, that's his first fumble as a professional, <laughs> um, so I, I think he deserves a little not full forgive not forgiveness but just it happened at the worst time but he's not a fumbler i guess is what i'm saying this is not um you know the problems that they've had with some backs um you know in, in, in the past so and and look I, I know that people are going to remember that fumble and they should um how could you not you know when it happened where it happened all that stuff but i don't think you can put it all on clyde and that's not to excuse clyde but it's to make sure that we're not letting other mistakes just go unnoticed you know that long touchdown um, to Marquise Brown, um, Tyron Matthew after the game said, you know, that's on him. But I think he was trying to cover up for his teammate, Dan Sorensen, um, just reading the body language on, on the play. So, I mean, and, you know, again, the defensive line, the missed tackles, Mahomes' interception. I mean, there, there was just it, – it's too much to blame one guy on the play for sure. Hey, welcome in, Herbie Teope. Good to see you, Herbie. Um, before we get your thoughts, Herbie, let me just say that um, – um, you know, Andy Reid, after the game, kind of, look, he, he said the things that you'd expect him to say uh, about just kind of taking some of the heat off of Clyde. You can't, you know, obviously you can't turn the ball over there. Um, here's my question, though. The, the, the Chiefs had just run three plays and it zipped for about, what, 35 yards to get into, you know, into field goal range. Should you be handing off the ball right there and then? Is that... You know, it was what was it, second and three from the thirty-two or something like that. Is that right, Herbie? Yeah, I think that's that. But you know, I think like if you continue running the ball, you do take time off the clock, and I think you know that's what you wanted to do there. You don't want to leave any time there left whatsoever for Baltimore. But you know, I caught the tail end of what Melly there was saying, and I I tend to agree with him. We can't put the blame of this game on Edwards Alaire. Yes. That is the last thing we're going to remember. But there were a multitude of things that happened before that. Uh, you know, when you're up 35 to 24, you got to be able to put the game away. And the Chiefs just couldn't do it for one reason or another. It's, it's kind of like what Tyron Matthews said after the game. Every now and then you do need a good ass whooping to remind yourself of where you are. And he's correct. You know, they got punched in the mouth. You, you got to be able to put the good teams away and they didn't do it. You know, I I wrote a little bit about this after the game, and I know Sam, you wrote about the mistakes that um, as as obvious and as egregious as the Edwards Alaire fumble was, the Mahomes interception is was the turning point to me. That's where the that's where the game began to turn. And he said he had Demarcus Robinson open in the flat, and even if he you know doesn't pick up you know completes the pass, doesn't pick up the first down, you either have a chance for a long Butker field goal attempt, or you can punt the you know try to pin the the Ravens back at that point, but you guys felt, didn't you? you the, the game changed. The, the stadium felt different after, you know, after after the interception. Yeah, oh. I thought I thought it was an inexplicable mistake too. I mean, kind of one of the things that's lost in Mahomes' brilliance is that he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make you know he'll make interceptions or bad throws or bad decisions or whatever, but not just dumb stuff. And then you know that is really the first time and people listening or watching here can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the first time I've ever seen him do something. I thought that was dumb. You know, that was just really dumb. And, and it was in the absolute 
worst time. I mean, that, that was in real time because, I mean, Blair, I remember, I don't know the exact words, but when they took over the midfielders, the 49, one way or the other, and you said, this is time to bury um, in, you know, and, and it was, you know, like and selfishly, we're like, you know, we could start right, right? Like get us a touchdown here and we could start like forming our, uh, you know, thoughts and everything. But uh, it's just even worst case scenario, punt it and make them go 90 yards. You know, like it was just such a terrible mistake right there. Yeah, because the, the Ravens immediately capitalized on the ensuing possession. And, you know, you're down 35-24 and they punched the, the ball. And granted, the two-point conversion wasn't good, but they gained all the momentum, you know, going into the, the critical fourth quarter. And so Melly's, hey, Melly's always right. And I, don't, I don't think Melly's ever wrong, but he's right again. You know, that was the absolute turning point of the game. All right, in you fact, know. I remember Melly t- turned to me and was like, get your notepad out, write, write the time down. This is the turning point of the game. <laughs> he's right. Okay, you guys know who also is uh, often right and often, uh, you know, uh, astute. Uh, in fact, two players we're going to hear from right now in some order. I'm going to let Beth pick, but if we have our druthers, I'd like to hear Patrick Mahomes first, and then right after that, Travis Kelsey. So let's let's hear from Chiefs players uh, after their 36-35 loss here at Baltimore. Yeah, we uh, we got in the we got in the field of range pretty quickly there, uh, and then we were just we were pretty much just trying to get down as close as we could to let Bucker uh, kick the field goal, and the dude made a good play. He was getting blocked. He threw his hand out and hit the hit it directly on the ball. So I mean, um, we were executing. They made a, they made a play, and you lose games when teams make plays like that at the end of games. Yeah, I should have just thrown it to D. Rob in the flat. I saw D. Rob in the flat, and then I saw Trav come back to me. Um, the dude grabbed my leg. I thought I could kind of get my other leg down. Uh, he spun. He kind of spun me, and it's just a dumb. It's a dumb interception. I mean, it's probably one of the worst interceptions I've probably ever had. Yeah, they played a lot of. They put a lot of shell. They kind of played over the top of Tyreek pretty much the entire game. Um, they chose their times to kind of double uh, 87 a little bit. But, uh, I mean, if you look at a positive, I, mean, I thought the other guys stepped up and made plays. I feel like teams are going to start doing this. You saw Pringle with a big play. You saw McColl make a lot of tough catches. Um, D-Rob with a big touchdown play. So those guys are going to have to contribute for us this year. And so uh, to have them have, have games in a caliber team that we played today, um, that, that we can take that as a positive going into the next week. Last week you talked about, you know, you having so many targets for Kelsey yeah, I think it's just just kind of how the game went. I think mean, I said it last week. It's they they were letting Trav and, and Tyree get open, so I was giving them giving them the ball. But if teams are going to really play over the top of Tyreek or try to double Trav at certain points of the game, then we have the guys that can make plays. Uh, and you saw that with the guys that are making plays today. And um, I, like I said, I have full confidence in those guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's what, kind of the whole point. I mean, the interception was not only dumb in the sense that it was a bad throw, not even close to the receiver, but it was dumb at that point in the game. Um, even if I just throw the flat and he doesn't get the first down, we have a chance to, to decide if we're going to try to kick a field goal or punt and kind of pin him back. Um, so, I mean, it's just a lot of little things in games like this that that uh, that don't – they kind of form you to get losses in the end. Thanks for crying. 
Yeah, I mean, we're in, we'll need them the whole entire season. Don't let one play define you. I mean, it's a long season. Um, obviously, we lost. I mean, it's a good football team that we played at their place. Um, but it's a long season, and if we want to be great, if we want to have a chance to try to make another run at this thing, he's going to be an important part of it. Um, we just got to man up and fix the problems, fix the issues. Um, turnovers are, are big. I mean, on the offensive side, I um, just accountability, making sure you're making the blocks and then setting up guys to, you know, do their job. And then that's the biggest thing is just making sure that we're, uh, we're playing f- four quarters of football and not letting up at any point in the game. Man up. Man up. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I th- and that's just not to Clyde. That's to everybody in the building. That's to everybody in the locker room. Um, you, we'll never point a finger and say this is one person's loss. That's just not how we roll here in Kansas City. Um, we'll fix it. It's a four quarters uh, of football that we uh, that we got to fix that we got to get better at. <clears throat> yeah, we we thought we were going to see a lot more man, a lot more blitzes, but um, and that's the thing when a team is. Uh, is rushing three and playing playing off coverage. We got to be able to put up more points, flat out. I I I don't know which player you're talking about. I just know it. Um, no. Uh, typically, usually he gets that ball off. Um, just a, a good play by them, and you know we got to be better on the offensive side. I'm sure Pat will uh, say the same thing. Uh, what you saw was a lot of teamwork, man. I wasn't the only one out there. I was just the one with the ball, man. Had had a, had a, a lot of guys working to grab, get guys downfield, and and uh, you know that's what we pride ourselves on uh, in this building is you know trying to spring spring another guy for a touchdown. Uh, you saw Tyreek on Pringles touchdown do the same thing, and you know that's just uh, those are plays that uh, you know we have pride with. Okay, so we heard uh, Travis Kelsey say not pointing any fingers. I kind of guessed as much, but did you guys hear anything from either Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey that uh, surprised you, reinforced your ideas? Uh, what, what were the highlights from those guys? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought Harvey was going to go. I, um, I, I thought uh, I didn't see Demarcus Robinson in the flat on that play. I'll just be honest with that. But I just uh, that always strikes me about how Patrick's memories, you know, like, I mean, he just recalls stuff. He's not afraid to be self-critical and all that stuff. I, I, and I think, like, overall, what you heard is just guys that are frustrated and know they can probably go around the, the entire locker room and tell you two things that each guy did wrong or each guy could have done better. Um, and I think that there was, you know, a, a healthy bit, I guess that's how I describe it, a healthy bit of frustration, not just from them, but I thought uh, Tyron, uh, Tyron Matthew as well um, in his post game. Uh, Terrence Wardle Robinson said the defense in the preseason versus the regular season is drastically different. Absolutely right. I mean, that's uh, that's one thing. I, how, how much praise were we singing for this defense after but when the when the starters played as well as they did against what the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the 49ers? And that is nothing like what we're seeing right now, especially against the, the run, is it, Herbie? No, but we did have a caveat on all those games. I mean, even against San Francisco, we noted that some of the starters were not playing. When they played uh, Arizona, we noted that DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on the field. And I remember 
Anthony Hitchens uh, towards the end of training camp made sure to emphasize that point that while they did look good, they weren't going against another team's best players. You know, they were going against their second stringers, their third stringers, because a lot of the starters were not out there. So, uh, while it was fun to say they looked good in preseason, we always have to put it in air quotes. It's preseason. So, you know, if anything, this season is another reinforcement to always temper enthusiasm on what you see out there. So, uh, two Chiefs uh, defensive starters saw their first action tonight, and one of them was particularly good. I made him the star of the game, Tyron Matthew, with a pick six to open the game, right? The third snap of the game takes uh, takes the ball into the end zone, and then he prevents another Ravens touchdown with an interception in the end zone. That's, um, that's some heavy lifting for the all-pro safety and um, – uh, ter- terrific game for him. And Frank Clark, of course, was the other one. This was his first action, of, uh, you know, in uniform this season, did not play in the preseason. We got a chance to hear from Frank Clark after the game. Herbie, what uh, any, any impressions from Frank Clark? He's happy to be back and he's happy to be healthy. Uh, he got through the game and he's looking forward to the challenge of preparing for the the Los Angeles Chargers this week in practice. But other than that, to me, I thought the biggest thing was because this was his first media availability since the two off-season incidents, his arrests in California. But he, he essentially deflected those and said, my legal team has advised me not to say anything, uh, and he's going to leave it in their very capable hands. So that was, that was about it. you know. But at least he did get an opportunity, or at least we had an opportunity to, to attempt to get him to address what happened during the offseason. Uh, but, I, you know, he's going to listen to his attorneys. So we'll have to wait. Right, right, right. He did have one nice tackle for loss today, didn't he? Um, dropped, I forgot which running back, for about a four-yard loss. So showed his, his speed, his quickness on on that play. But ultimately, um, we have, we've gone too far into this show without crediting Lamar Jackson. Uh, the, the guy's tremendous. Uh, he just he just is. And the Chiefs have played him, defended him so well in, in previous games. And tonight they they cracked open the door a little bit for him. And he was, you know, he, he is who he is, right? The 2019 MVP and was able to take uh, full advantage of the opportunity that the Chiefs presented to him. And I know, Sam, you and I were going kind of back and forth on how impressed we are with, with Lamar. And how, you know, I, I know I'm stating the belaboring the obvious here, but I don't know if another quarterback, uh, another team could have posted the comeback tonight that the Ravens did, and it was because they had Lamar Jackson. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Kirby, let's sum it up. Uh, Chiefs are one and one. How about this little nugget? Uh, if 
they play the Chargers next week, right? And because the because the the Raiders and uh, the Broncos are two and zero, that means the loser of next week's Chargers Chiefs game is going to be in last place in the AFC West. Yeah. And um, and and here's another little stat I, I saw tonight that this is the first time since 2016 that the Chiefs have not at least shared first place in the AFC West. So uh, not just in the uh, not just in the you know the, the Mahomes era, but in the last season of Alex Smith, the Chiefs are always in first place. So it's just been that long since it's early. Obviously, um, no no reason to panic. Okay, Sam, let's see if we got you back. Uh, Beth is going to see if she can work her magic. And um, so, is this panic time for Chiefs? <laughs> totally. Yeah, they're they're screwed. Uh, season's <laughs> over. I mean, I um, I, I really think like. Like Tyron Matthew, when he said this is a game we should have won, like he's kind of half right. Um, I, I think they deserve to lose the game, to be honest with you, just the, the mistakes and, and the run and all that stuff. But I do think that it it doesn't take a lot of imagination to see a scenario where this becomes a good thing for them going forward. If it makes it real, all these problems, um, you know, especially the run and and some of these other mistakes, it, it might end up being a good thing for them down the road. But I they they. They definitely deserve to lose this game. But if we're talking about the AFC West, I mean, who, who are you taking? You know, uh, who, who are you taking in that division? Okay. I, I think if Bob... anything – sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Herbie. No, I was going to say, I think if anything, tonight's loss uh, punctuated how difficult this front part of the schedule is. Because, you know, when this schedule came out, we all knew these first seven games were going to be tough. And so this was the wake-up call, you know, for folks who thought they were going to go 17 and 0. Well, hey, knock knock, wake up! It, it ain't going to happen, okay? Because this part of the schedule was tough. If they got through this part of the schedule, then maybe. But you got to survive the first seven. And so tonight's game woke them up, and it woke us up that they do have flaws, and there are teams out there that are highly capable of uh, taking advantage of those flaws. And Vahe has checked in. Vahe, uh, what did uh, what did you end up writing about tonight? Well, I, I typically wrote about, about the defense and sort of about a little bit of the, uh, the point about that uh, sort of aura of invincibility, uh, the sense of the Chiefs having the Ravens number is kind of gone. And uh, it, But I am struck a little bit by the idea that, <laughs> you know, we thought the Chiefs would probably lose a game early, right, as Herbie pointed out. I thought it would be for a different reason. I thought it'd be because the offensive line wasn't really quite ready for prime time completely. And while I'm sure the offensive line can get better, uh, that's not why they're losing, not why they lost this game. So, you know, I, I, all this stuff is going to be more clear in hindsight than it is right now. I think a, a case will be able to be made that uh, this game could be a turning point for them to ratchet things up on the defense, a little more energy and urgency from that. Uh, I think also they win this game without two things that have never happened before happening, which was Patrick Mahomes throwing an interception in uh, the month of September and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbling for the first time in his NFL career. I mean, I, you know, it took a few extraordinary things to happen for them to lose this game. And, and to lose it by one point on the road against a team that's pretty motivated, a team that would had, had its heart ripped out in opening week, uh, with the overtime loss at the Raiders. Okay. Hey, um, you, you guys have been great. Hey, Paul, we'll get to your question at, at midweek. Why, 
Dan Swartzen played uh, much more than Juan Thornhill. We'll, we'll get to that uh, after we talk to coaches this week. So um, you all have been terrific. Thanks so much for staying up with us and feeding us your questions and comments. It's uh, we're getting we're approaching 2 a.m. here in the worst of the four time zones. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks to Beth, to Herbie, to Sam, and to Vahe. And uh, we will talk to you again this week. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sam Mellinger, Herbie Teope, and Vahe Gregorian for staying up late with me and talking Chiefs after last night's loss in Baltimore. Links to stories about the game can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, I wanted to call your attention to something new. It's called the Morning Sports Edition. Maybe you know about the Star Z Edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner Click on that and you can access a sports page that includes the late afternoon and evening news, including all of the Chiefs coverage from their loss in Baltimore last night. Or maybe you get a link in your email, but either way, it's access to complete coverage of everything from the previous day. So however you get the star, I just want to thank you because you're supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.